Don just left the bank. He cashed in his half-million-dollar life insurance check, courtesy of his dead wife, and walked back to his car with mixed feelings. It sure as hell felt good to finally have that kind of cash at hand, but in some ways, it was the end of an era. After the funeral, selling the house, some final dealings with the Rodericks, that's Caroline's family, and now the check, that part of his life was well and truly behind him. It was kind of an eerie feeling. I don't know what else to call it. I remember going through the lights and just mindlessly staring ahead. Didn't really feel bad. Didn't feel good. I headed over to Scooter's place where I promised I'd pick him up. My car wasn't even stopped before he opened the passenger door. Buddy, buddy, there you are. You gotta help me. This is not good. He was sweating and his cranberry stained wife beater appeared to be from the night before. He started talking to himself. Okay, Domino got everything he needs. Rex, yes. Jackknife, no. But he said he still had some. What about shoeshine? Fuck, shoeshine! Whoa, Scooter, calm down. Jackknife and shoeshine? What are those, sex positions or what? <laughs> Funny guy, Don. Listen to me. Myrtle Beach muscle and the throbbing veins both fell on the same weekend this year. I'm tapped out! So I learned that these two particular weightlifting competitions were a couple of the biggest weekends of the year for Scoot and his roids business. And this year, they happened to come at the same time. Now you're getting it. And I got guys leaving town on Wednesday. They're dependent on me. I gotta re-up. So re-up. Call your guy. You think I didn't think of that, Donnie? My guy's in Mexico. He sends product up every week, and this time I sold out in half a day. Scooter, take a deep breath. Okay? They bring the product every week. Can't they just bring some more? Don, let me tell you how this works. It's a finely tuned machine. First, the bagmen carry the product all the way across the Sonoran Desert, where they fend off the coyotes, the mountain lions, and the vultures. From Santa Ana, they hitch a ride with a blind Christian choir and head northwest. Just south of Mexicali, they pay off some Mexican rock star. I don't know which one. Maybe Jorge Luis Tapito, maybe El Gato Gordo. So the rock star has an in with the border patrol, okay? One of his wives is banging the head of Mexican immigration or whatever. He gets the product inside the US. And finally, Diesel takes it in his Ford carousel to me. I give him the spicy seaweed snacks, and I'm off to the races. That's it? That's it. But as you can see, it's a complex process that doesn't happen overnight. So it leaves us with one option. We go to Mexico ourselves. Ensenada, to be exact. We? You need me to come? Don! I opened up to you, showed you my hand, 
You really gonna leave a pal on his own to fend for himself in that dusty desert down there? Come on! So, we stopped at the nearest grocery store, got some snacks, and a whole lot of beer, and headed south. Scooter and Don landed in Ensenada, Mexico, found parking, and hit the beach as the sun was about to set. Scooter was on a mission. Like a drug-sniffing dog in front of a scar-faced-sized pile of coke, he was bug-eyed and breathing heavily. Hey, is it true you're not supposed to drink the water here? I've been drinking the water down here for years. What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, right? Yeah, you might get the shits for a few days, but that's okay. A good old Mexican mudslide can really clear out the system. Shed some water weight before a competition. What Scooter calls the Mexican mudslide, the Mayo Clinic calls traveler's diarrhea. Something they say is usually not that serious, just a bit unpleasant. The same could be said about Scooter himself. Oh, man. A Mexican sunset is the sweetest, brother. Pure and simple. One great fiesta in the sky. It's like the feeling you get when you're ripping off a 450-pound deadlift in front of a bunch of scrawny newbies. Scooter, what exactly are we looking for here, dude? We're looking for the original Muscle Beach, my good man. It's just over that hill, if my memory serves me correct. Wait, what? Muscle Beach, Donnie. Where do you think all those iron monkeys got the idea? Back in the day, they'd come down here, pump hard, party harder, bang senoritas, then return home just in time to compete. I thought Scooter was joking around, but when we came over the hill, sure as shit, there were faded benches and old weights scattered about, a couple of weathered squat racks, and some dumbbells partially buried in the sand. There were even a couple of guys working out in the Mexican twilight. Their wives chatted nearby as the kids played chase with the waves. I knew it! God damn! Come on, Don, let's hurry up! Uh, hola, senor. Habla English? I could tell this guy was pretty impressed with Scooter and his gnarly physique. But he kept looking me up and down like I was a narc or something. But Scooter needed this roid hookup, so he wasn't giving up. My good hombre, let Don prove that he's a cool dude. He'll do anything. Strip naked and jump a cactus, wrestle a rabid dog wearing a blindfold, anything. Okay, okay, I tell you what, if that guy can give me one real papa... The man points at the ocean. Yeah? Yeah. No problem. That's great. Scooter turns to Don. Okay, buddy. It's all you. You got this. Got what, Scooter? It's easy, man. All you have to do, pick up one of those 45-pound dumbbells and walk straight out there into that ocean. Walk until you're chest high in the surf, turn around and come back. It's not that hard, man. You can do this. I remember thinking to myself, just what the fuck am I doing here? There's no way. I'll drown for sure. A few months ago, 
I was hanging out in Burbank in some loveless marriage, and now I was about to walk into the Pacific with fucking huge ass dumbbells strapped to my arms. There might be sharks for all I know, or even jellyfish. I was about to tell Scooter he lost his mind when Caroline's voice popped into my head. You're a worthless piece of shit. Why did I ever marry you? A real man would provide for his family. I grabbed those weights and trudged towards impending doom. The waves were heavy, pushing me back with every step I took. By the time I got back, my arms were tingling and I was full of seawater. I was spitting out like one of those fancy Hollywood fountains. But I came alive in that ocean and returned a new man. The man saw Don's passion and commitment and agreed to introduce them to his guy. He led them across the road down a long earthen driveway lined with chicken coops. Holy fuck, dude. You see that thing? Scooter points out a giant rooster slowly approaching him and Don. It's like a T-Rex had sex with a bulldog or something. You ever see anything like that before? What do you suppose is wrong with it? This fucking bird is ready for Mr. Universe for crying out loud. What the fuck? Hey, why'd you throw a rock at it? <laughs> See what kind of fight he's got in him. The rooster, somewhat appalled that these two gringos were throwing rocks at him on his turf, took yet another step closer to me and Scooter. He locked eyes with me. For some reason, he spread his wings and started bobbing his head. At this point, things get a little fuzzy. It is hard to trust the mind of a blossoming speed freak. And Don did pop another fen-fen on the way. He's been on it for 10 days now, and it's been affecting his sleep. No one really knows how long he'd been up at this point. Anyway, back to the rooster. Don and Scooter found themselves nose-to-nose with Colonel Sanders' nightmare. And how would they react in the face of danger? Scooter cautiously crouched down took several steps back and started saying his Hail Marys. Don, on the other hand, stood tall and put his fists up. At least that's how he remembered it. I wasn't going to be intimidated by some fucking rooster. I don't care if it was a super pigeon that had probably fucked 30 birds that day. A rooster fucks all day long when chickens are in heat. Did you know that? I swear to God this thing was the size of a bald eagle. Beautiful creatures. Magnificent. But don't be fooled. Their talents can rip you a new asshole. So, me and this rooster lock eyes. He's trying to intimidate me. Trying to tell me I'm not a real man. Without warning, he lunges at me. Knocks me over. We wrestle on the ground. Little shit kicks dirt in my eyes. I can barely see. He's kicking and pecking like a motherfucker. I finally pin him to the ground. I go for his throat and I ripped that fucker's head clear off. It's true what they say. His body stood up like some possessed demon and took off running. Yeah, we cooked him up that night. Best meal I've had in years. So much muscle I could barely chew through it. But it was the taste of victory. What really transpired was much less dramatic. While Scooter prayed, Don freaked out and retreated before the rooster could pounce. 
He ran as fast as he could toward the end of the driveway and waited. Scooter had luckily found the guy and finally appeared, carrying a big wooden crate and an even bigger smile. Donnie, you're not going to believe this. They call this guy the Colonel. Raises the best fighting cocks in all of Baja. You want to know how he does it? I'd been awake for days from the fen-fen, nearly drowned in the ocean, and almost got mauled by a giant piece of poultry. I didn't fucking care how he did it, but I was too out of it to say so. How does he do it, Scooter? Roids, man! Fucking roids, Donnie! These cats are crazy as balls, but hey, I'm not judging or anything. I flashed him a few Jeffersons, and he sold me a fucking month's supply. We're back in business, man! He did say it was kind of old, but should be fine, right? Oh, and he gave me these. What is it? Just some eggs, man. Said he felt bad that you got freaked out by his prized bird. So we headed back home, mission completed. Of course we had to stop and cook up some eggs too. (laughs) Yeah, the fucking sable runs hot, just like its owner. So we cooked him over easy and chowed him down on the side of the road. You'll never have a better egg than one that's been cooked on the engine of a 1990 Mercury Sable. I'm telling you. Back in the good old USA after their Mexican hijinks, Don dropped Scooter off at his place and headed home to crash. It was quite a journey they went on, but it didn't phase Don. He'd been feeling great, rolling steady on the fen-fen. On top of that, he'd already lost seven pounds. My gut was starting to disappear, and I barely needed to eat anything at all. I was flying high, full of confidence and energy. Yeah, I had trouble falling asleep, and yeah, it was starting to affect my judgment. But. In a way, it was all worth it. Scooter and all his drama had kept Don busy recently. He hadn't had much time to think about women and dating. His last escapade with the uber-shy Debbie was the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to dating service, Hearts Unlimited. I'm sure there must be a few gems in their singles catalog, but I didn't find any. Just a crazy vegetarian, an alcoholic party girl, and a couple of brick walls. It just did not seem like the way to meet someone. Hearts Unlimited had this rule where if I wanted to cancel, I had to do it in person. So I went down there the next morning to do just that. Don took Wilshire to West Pico and found a parking space in front of a new age bookstore called Mystic Glow. He walked past a few drifters with cardboard signs and a ratty mutt of a dog and pulled the door open at Hearts Unlimited. After a few pleasantries, Molly asked Don why he came in. Wow, Molly. I'd like to cancel my membership. Oh, no. Are we feeling a little lost at sea in a topsy-turvy world of a thousand singles? Or, oh my god. Did you meet someone? More like the first one. I just don't think Hearts Unlimited is for me. Hi, welcome to Hearts Unlimited, Miss... Brookmeyer. Nice to see you. 
Would you mind waiting for a moment while I help Mr. Madison? So, Don, you said it's not for you? Yeah. I gave it a good try, and everyone was very nice, but I just don't think I'm cut out for it. Right, right. Okay, I do understand, Mr. Madison. These things happen. Now, I see here you pay through until the end of the month. Are you sure you don't want to keep your profile open until then? You know, I live on the other side of town, and I don't get over here very often, so I'd rather settle now. I see. Well, we do have a $125 early cancellation fee. Seriously? Why would I have to pay more just to cancel early? Don looked back at the Brookmire woman who just walked in and they both gave a that's weird face. Ooh, I'm afraid it's our policy. We'll have to scrub the database and remove your profile from all our systems, so it's quite a lengthy process. Sorry to interrupt. I'm actually here to do the same thing. If he had until the end of the month, why would he have to pay an additional fee to cancel? Yeah, exactly. I'm not looking for anything extra. Well, Miss Brookmeyer and Mr. Madison, I'm afraid that's our policy. Now, wouldn't you two agree that love is often found in the most unexpected of places? Don't tug at my heartstrings, Molly. Look, I gave your service a chance. Now I'm done with it. I had two different dates throw up on me. Miss Brookmeyer, I'm so sorry, but Mr. David did warn us about his ongoing gastrointestinal issue. I don't know if I like your tone, Molly. Yeah. Don turns back in his chair to face Miss Brookmeyer. Miss Brookmeyer, is it? May I ask your name? Yes, it's Lauren. Lauren, nice to meet you. I'm Don. I have a proposal for you. How about you and I go out this week? And, if I may be so bold, if we happen to enjoy our time together, we come back here, maybe on our second date, and we shove this policy right in their face. I'll take the $125 I would have spent on their bureaucracy and buy you a nice steak dinner. If you're not a vegetarian, that is. As a matter of fact, I'm not. And I like that idea very much. Molly makes an annoyed sound. <laughs> so it's settled then. Don turns back to Molly and nods, stands up and walks out the door with Lauren. She's actually a very pretty woman in her early 30s and looking more promising than the others Don had met at Hearts Unlimited. Wow, Don. I'm really glad I came in today. What a stupid policy. Right? I can't believe you turned it all around on her like that. She was totally caught off guard. Well, how about I get your number and I'll give you a call. This year's Throbbing Veins winner from Hawthorne, California, the Ripped Rebel, claiming back-to-back titles for the first time in Ripped Veins history. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Shoeshine. I want to say thank you to my fans and thank you to Jesus. He was ripped in his own way, like spiritually. Shushan, we're all dying to know. What's your secret? How do your veins throb so hard? 
You must have lightning for blood. What are you going to do when you get back to California? Well, Marty, you see these babies right here? Shushan flashes his brutish biceps. They're just like any pet. You have to feed them every day. Picture roid needles going into arms, butt whatever. That's what he's feeding them. You have to take care of them, and you gotta nurture them. Shushan takes the time to kiss each bicep. First the right, then the left, then again. What am I gonna do when I get back to California? Well, somewhere, 17 and a half years ago, a girl was born. That girl grew into a young woman with daddy issues that I'm gonna go and meet today. Probably on Venice Beach. That's what I'm gonna do.